like you hear when you can just see a Wayne verse coming in. <laughs> it's just like you're just, just waiting for the verse to start. <laughs> it's not like somebody's supposed to come on with bars. You never hear Yo, a fit the scene. No, it, it really changes the way we hear lighters. When did that turn into a thing that everyone championed, though? Because it was, it was, it's dope to me that he has this other part of his this trademark like, of his lore that is like this lighter flick yeah but was it always did people always recognize the lighter flick from like day one i don't think so i feel like it, it was a post carter three thing something that's that happened like a little me. bit yeah, later right. in wayne's career right. even though he wasn't as esteemed as a rapper that trademark stuck around and it sort of became like a meme in itself you know you hear it and you just you can you can create all these different kind of tweets and variations of that lighter flick being like oh something fire is coming after right. this you right. hear you hear that Wayne verse start it's like his drop that's his metro yeah, boom that's, don't yeah, trust you I'm gonna shoot right. you yeah, right. and not a lot of rappers have a drop but mm. it's such a natural thing for him that I don't even know if he knew he was doing that so often because it's a often it's not something that you hear once and. Every like seven or eight or nine like mixtapes, like no, this is a consistent thing. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's a muscle memory. Like when I go in the booth, (laughs) when we get this thing rolling, like I light up my weed and then I spit seven levels of hell (laughs) across whatever beat is playing at the time. But it definitely doesn't feel like it's an intentional thing. Yeah. Plus, like whoever the engineer was, like once the once the whole take was cut. It's like, what's the point of even taking that out? You know. Yeah, yeah. You keep the lighter for yeah. Those Good are like, point. They never ever was like, hey, when you want to take that out, that's not no. that's not necessary. Yeah, yeah like, no, we keep that. It's like a piece of flair. <laughs> like, remember what was that movie? Was that uh, waiting? No, it wasn't waiting. What was the movie about the restaurant that had the asshole guy in it? Uh, are you talking about? Wait, you're talking about flair? Yeah. The, the, it was a movie with Jennifer Aniston. I was about to say she worked at like a Friday situation. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, it was like a Friday Applebee's or something. You had to have like yeah. pieces of flair on your like vest that had like pins and buttons and stickers. And I feel like that is like Wayne's piece of flair. There's some people who are listening to this going to be like, "Holy shit!" They're talking about this little Wayne thing and Jennifer Aniston. I was about to say <laughs> that has probably never ever ever happened. Ever. Welcome to the podcast <laughs> that does that shit. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I gotta be honest. I thought the only restaurant movie ever was Good Burger. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking about who was the asshole in Good Burger. <laughs> like, what are you like, talking about? Like, uh, everybody like Good Burger was pretty But cool, also, you like, know. What's his name? Was going pitch in the grinder? Wayne grinds his yeah, up. Yeah, you know, yeah, I thought yeah, it was gonna be a thing, but it wasn't. It did so not turn into. It's cool. I'm gonna go watch Flair later this week. We need to talk about your flair. Really? I I have 15 pieces on. Okay, 15 is the minimum. We want you to express yourself, okay? Now, if you feel that the bare minimum is enough, then okay. But some people choose to wear more, and we encourage. Them. Okay, let's go back to guns. More okay. guns. <laughs> All right. Well, not exactly, but this new JID record came oh, out last man. week. Oh. oh, man. Run 151. Whew. And he sounds like a chopper going off. Yo, man. Like an automatic weapon. It's scary how good that kid is. <clears throat> Do you like, think he recorded that immediately after being on Funk Master Flags? I wouldn't be surprised. He just like left hot and I And was like, you know what? I know what I'm going to do, man. I'm yeah. Just gonna run this yeah. I would have 
I was I'm every time I watch that freestyle, I'm still mad by how Flex is not losing his entire mind. Yeah, that irritates me. I would have went to the studio and recorded four of those just for him. Yeah. And just sent it to him. That, so that, like, that irritated me. Are you impressed yet? Can, it's, can, well, it's funny that you made that point because I watched like probably 15 reaction videos to 151. Yeah. And like that was my litmus test. Like as I'm watching this reaction, Generally, I just want to see do people like the song, what are people feeling about it? But I also do want to see you lose your mind. So if you don't lose your mind within like the first couple of bars, like I'm turning off your, I'm changing your page. I'm not watching the rest of your reaction. I want to see people. Come on, man, react. Yeah. Yo, it has been a long time since I've seen an Atlanta artist freestyle, much less an Atlanta artist go somewhere in a public platform and blow people's minds lyrically. Mm-hmm. I just I can't recall the last Atlanta artist that came out on just on some I just got bars and I'm not just bars on like a underground, you know what I mean, people doing their thing on that level. I'm talking about stepping to Funkmaster Flex and going fucking ape shit. Going to the double XL cipher and going ape shit and have everybody talking about it. I'm trying to say I'm drawing a blank too. I can't but recall that's a lot of great artists, but I'm just talking plenty. about this as far as just bars, like yeah, and not in a, like a llama llama red pajama capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah, were yeah. bars though. Those are bars. Those were bars. Very clear. Those are still bars. The Migos, <laughs> the Migos <laughs> version of llama llama is the top five easy, easy. Yeah. You mean yeah, ever yeah. in the history of, of freestyles? Of, of ever, <laughs> I could listen to that record every day and hey. be elated. Okay, mm-hmm. it just does something to the soul. But yeah, I think JID's on such a a whole nother level when it comes to not just like performing raps but having these bars and spitting fast and having like so so much content mm-hmm. ingrained in this like you got to rewind this back to kind of hear what he's what he's what what they're gonna kendrick like, him to death yo people say kendrick but to me it's wayne he reminds the, how excited i am for him is how i was excited for wayne when i was in like high school Oh my God. Sure. Like what the excitement of a Wayne verse, like when Wayne used to catch the leaks and you would go home and you would play it and you'll just be hearing this man rap and rap and rap. You think about like the drought threes and the dedication twos. These are just oh, rap tapes. It's like Wayne wasn't writing hooks and he wasn't yeah, trying. I don't have time for that. <laughs> he wasn't trying to impress us with his singing. Like Wayne was just rapping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel like I like that about Jid is he doesn't seem like he's like running on E at all. Like he just got raps for days, mm-hmm. so to hear somebody just rapping at that caliber is super, super impressive. My God, <laughs> she's like that, that was that was so much. <laughs> did you listen to the? Uh, did you spend any amount of time with the Never album? Yeah, I had. I've I've actually interviewed Jid like twice before. Okay. Um, the first time was for Rolling Stones' artist you need to know, and then the second time was for Complex. So for both. I think with Rolling Stone, I think the Never story had just been like repackaged. Okay. Or like I got the press release, but I had already listened to it before or I had heard a song music before, so I didn't even have to hear the project before I pitched my editor and was like, "Hey, you may not want to look out for this dude. Plus he just signed to Dreamville. So this is this is compelling in of itself." Right. You know. Yeah, I'm interested to see where he goes. I mean, I saw with this with the rum, well, 151 rum it's labeled as a film and i think before it starts the the Mm. woman's voice says act one scene four or something Mm -hmm. like that so it just makes me wonder i guess that's part of the other like the kendrick thing that you're gonna have to go with it just makes me wonder what is the concept of this dicaprio too 
I never heard the first one. I mean, the first one he said he just put on SoundCloud, I think, in 2015. Yeah. So, you know, I assume that it's a much less developed version of him. Probably still with the bars. Well, the funny thing is, some of the songs from, like, DiCaprio, like, so the Never Story sort of repackages some songs that you've already heard before, including, I believe, like, off the DiCaprio project. Okay. So in reality, the first time that we're actually hearing this kid, or at least in the capacity of him being a Dreamville artist, it's actually based on songs that are a couple years old. That makes sense, though. Yep. Yeah. That makes it make more sense to me. Because when I hear the Never Story, I like it a lot, but there is a thing in there that feels dated. But mm-hmm. I didn't know if he did that on purpose as a, like, sure. this is just what I do. Sure. Or if that was It's okay. That makes it make more sense. I appreciate that. I think it was two years old, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. The album was been done. There was actually a point where they were sending it to press early. and trying to kind of see gauge attention and they were like yeah they really weren't that interested and then it was like barry was telling me he was like yeah man like sign the dreamville sent the same emails and now all of a sudden it's a completely different kind of like oh this is amazing it's like if you check your email you've had it since 2006 like (laughs) like 15 2015 early 2014 so like it's been done i think they did like a little tweaks but i recommend going back and hearing dicaprio the first one one is just like it's cool to hear how they the the leo snippets that he chose for all the records because there's like that's kind of like the theme. It's a weird theme, but he has like all of these Leonardo uh, roles that he's like chopped up into the beats and stuff. So it kind of feels like a, a theme, but uh, it's definitely like a free flowing project with a lot of good raps on there. So does that give you any insight into what you think DiCaprio Two is going to be out based off that and what we've heard? Is that what the project is officially called, DiCaprio? Yeah, this, the, yeah, the album is called DiCaprio Two. So in my mind, I'm like this. This sounds like. 151 Rum sounds like one part of a real big landscape that may or may not specifically relate sonically or lyrically to everything else that's about to come out. I have no clue what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, especially since like we're talking about songs that are like a couple years old at this point, mm-hmm. And so much has happened since he right. first did those songs. I'm just going to expect like maybe like a quantum leap, especially if 151 is like an indication of where he's heading. Right. I also think initially i don't know if they were ever like really building this as like a gangster girls but they were like talking about trying to make like a, a mixtape and then they kind of switched it to an album so i don't really know if it was like two different projects and they kind of made a pivot or mm. have did they you know make an executive decision or it could be like a gangster girls album i don't know so it could be mm. a lot of different things i wonder was it because i know he said in the instagram post just before the song came out that Mac Miller went back and did a lot of production stuff on here. So it makes me wonder, I wonder, was oh it a Gangsta Grills? And then Mac was like, oh, hold on. Like, yeah, let me touch it and see. Wow. Like, this could be something. Who knows? This could be something way bigger than just a mixtape if you just, like, you know, get the sound right. So it just makes me wonder about that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe we'll hear some of those stories as he does uh, yeah. more press, you know, as we get that much closer to the album. But you saying that just made me think that. It could have definitely transformed. And... And Mac might have had a lot to do with that. Man. That's crazy. I just kind of, like, miss Mac Miller. And that's one of the reasons, just, like, how everyone he's kind of been in contact with, like, as far as artists goes, have these stories about how Mac 
open up his home for them to record or was there to help them with production or post-production or at least just like feedback mm-hmm. so like it's it's kind of crazy that this jib project which i think is going to be like a really big release this year is also like one of the last projects that mac miller got a chance to touch right mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it, it speaks to mac miller as much as it speaks to like how talented jid is, jid is. for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely going to be something special yeah just to throw out there also, like, one of the last Gangster Girls projects that I listened to was, like, Stone Mountain by Childish Gambino. Oh, and wow. I say that to say that it might still be Gangster Girls, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, DJ drama just, like, busting into the studio door and being like, I'm here! You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, it can totally be a little bit more conceptual in the same way that Stone Mountain kind of was, just, like, it sounded like a car ride. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I find it, just for the type of artist that I feel like we've gotten to know Jid to be, it makes me, I'm I'm hard-pressed to think that he's just going to put out a project that's just raps just for the sake of raps. Right. Nah. So I feel like there has to be, there was a lot of conceptual shit on the Never Story, so I feel mm. like this only has to be, and the stuff he's talking about on 151 Rum sounds real personal too. Like, I'm not sure, like he talks about, you know, watching someone get killed, I know he's talked about this robbery that I guess he's been involved with that he spoke about a little bit on Never Story. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. we probably will get maybe more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was on Instagram Live that I saw where he was talking about, I guess, his brothers and his last name. And I guess his brothers apparently are some guys that you don't want to really fuck around with on the east side of Atlanta somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me wonder how far, like, what is he going to what is he going to give us that's him yeah you know the never story was kind of fantastical and it was like a good presentation of like his creativity and what he was able to do but i feel like we might be getting ready to get a lot more of destin root this time around i really wanted to change his name to Dustin DiCaprio. <laughs> it, it just rolls off the tongue. The that was on Spotify or on title. It rolls off the tongue so well. Dustin DiCaprio. Dustin DiCaprio. Like he can only use like two buttons on his shirt if he changes his name. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I think that's the part. You change your name to Dustin DiCaprio. Always open. Yeah, I feel like you can only from yeah. this point on henceforth like that comes no. with the paperwork. Like, yeah, you can only yeah. use two buttons now. So. You're always on vacation. Pick two buttons at, at the beach. Just yeah, pick two, yeah, yeah. Pick two buttons. Whatever two any buttons, two. Any two that you decide you're gonna pick but like if your name is Dustin DiCaprio I don't want to see you with six buttons run nigga run jump nigga jump come here they come run 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 gun with the drum bum bitty bum slump in the trunk my city go dum 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 151 rum in a blunt young nigga num 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 and he got a little gun a little bitty killer really doing it for fun give him a little bit and he'll get a nigga so is there any chance Leonardo makes a cameo in a future music video for I would this. love to see that. What else is he doing now? I He's running around know. at Buster Rhymes concerts. I is he saw, really? I just saw I just saw a picture. There's a picture right now. I'm about to pull it up so you all can see it. And if you're listening you to this, go to Buster On Rhymes air. Instagram page. Right. I don't you. I literally just this morning I know I, saw, I know Cap when I hear Cap. That's Cap. <laughs> that, that is that until <laughs> you see Buster Rhymes, Dave Chappelle, Q-Tip. <laughs> Yo, that's amazing. And it's Leonardo DiCaprio in a hoodie, like just hanging out with the guy. He looks like. Oh my god, that's He blends in. If you're scrolling through, yo, I thought it was Eminem. Exactly. I thought it was Eminem. In a mile. Yo. 
Yo, you have to zoom in. To it's, it's, yeah, it's like, where's Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, that's Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Right? Why is he dressed like Sway? I can't do this. He, he even looks like they will never believe I'm here. Yeah, I, I have to get an adventure. Like, yeah. I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. That's Buster Rhymes. Like, how can I not get an what adventure? Is this, is this on stage? Yeah, so I forget what event this was, but I saw a video of uh, Buster and Spliff killing some... I don't know if it was a wedding or a corporate event, what it was, but they were in there killing. And I saw the video like three days ago, and I was like, oh, okay, Buster's out here doing his thing. And then this picture popped up this morning, and I was like, oh, shit, Leonardo DiCaprio was at that party? Yeah. E, please call Leo. Call Leo. Make this happen. Immediately. Uh, So... In a world, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about things I never thought was gonna ever happen, like that. that happened, yeah. The Carter Five being oh. released on Friday oh is on Friday too. Like the drag out is over. Like the waiting and the prophesizing and the the tinfoil hats. How emotional are you guys right now? Extremely. If it, it felt weird even watching the video of Wayne announcing that the Carter Five was coming out, mm-hmm. like I was like, oh shit, like, we're here. Is one of those things where I've lived long enough to see countless rappers go to court with Birdman and leave with nothing. Mm. Oh, like shit. you don't really, right. you don't really win in court with Birdman. You settle for whatever they want to give you. Whatever he decides, right. going to break you off. Right. right, that's what you settle on. You don't get all your royalties. You don't get all the things you ask for. Like so, for Wayne to even go to court, and we've seen it for the last four or five years, where it's just been like. You're in this tight. This isn't something that was going to be a quick fix. And at 2000, around 2017, I just accepted. I was like, well, I know red tape. I know this is never coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. I've accepted this. Maybe Wayne will get some money out of this settlement. Maybe he won't. But he's not leaving with that album. That yeah. album was not going to be his. So for us to get here, it's just so just magical, man. Like I don't know what I expect of it, but I feel like the fact that this getting released is a win in itself. Yeah, in my mind, I thought he wasn't going to leave with the album. And whenever we hear a new full Little Wayne project, it will be something totally different. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be like Old Man Logan. Like, I thought that's how Little Wayne was going to go. Like, I still kill motherfuckers. I still stab you and cut your head off. But I'm like, it's different now. And I've just, it's been, I've been through a lot. And <laughs> I'm tired and I'm weary. My body hurt. Like, I just want to chill out. But it looks like it's not going to be Old Man Logan. It feels like we're going to get a little Wayne that's still a little spry and has a little pep in his step still. Look, depending on the album sounds, that might be my next think piece <laughs> about how <laughs> Logan and Little Wayne, the two intersect, because that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, Wayne even kind of he feels like Logan in a way where he looks older now yeah. you know for a while wayne was one of, he wasn't for real but he wasn't like aging, aging to me right. he looked like he was still kind of like that 28 year old that was rapping fire man and like i don't know so i don't know what it is about court man but it will age you he started looking older around the time of this uh situation with Birdman, and i was just like man i don't it was also weird because like I think this was around the time that I just started doing music journalism on the regular, but like Lil Wayne doesn't really have the most up-to-date like getting him in search results either. So the thing is, if you're writing about him, more most of the time you're like putting up pictures that are like years old, years and years old. So to also see him in the present date is a little jarring just because you're thinking like, man, it has really been 
that long. Yeah. Since all this shit began. I mean, his dreads are colorful now. Yeah. To, he, he was like he the he best did. man at Two Chains' wedding? He was the best man he at Two Chains' wedding. That was a good image. Yeah. So beautiful. He was happy too. I saw a lot in those pictures. I saw a lot of smiling, a lot of tears. Yay. But yo, he really stopped taking press photos after Carter 3. Yeah. No, more like after Rebirth. After Rebirth, after the ones with the guitar, mm. he just was pretty much like, I don't need no more. I think he's over all of that shit. I think he's yeah. tired. He's older. He dresses like, I just don't want my feet to hurt at the end of the day. <laughs> Same, honestly. I, like, I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him a thousand percent. Like, that's where that we're the naturalizers. Yeah, you get to a certain point in life. You're like, hey man, I'm just trying to be comfortable, bro. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to be cozy. I mean, look, look what he had on in this announcement video. He had on a hoodie with no <laughs> shirt underneath, his sleeves rolled up, with like a soft trucker hat and his glasses. Like he was trying to just relax. Yeah. I don't know why that reminded me that he collaborated with uh, Jason Mraz. Do you guys remember that? What that song did he do with Jason Mraz? I'm yours. There was like a remix, wasn't there? Yo, I do not remember this. I thought she was going to say that he collaborated with Jason Derulo. And <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. And I was going to ask a lot of questions, but because I don't know what this is, I don't oh, yeah, have it. Jason Mraz, I'm yours featuring Lil Wayne. I mean, what's, how old is this? This is old. Uh, this is how long Lil Wayne has been 2009? around. 2009? Maybe. I really... I, I want to wish my kids could see a time frame where everyone had a Lil Wayne feature. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the open, music industry. Yes. open season mm-hmm. for Wayne features. Absolutely. Can, can you imagine what he was busting pop stars in the head for <laughs> Oh, my God. I feel like Jason Mraz, write in and let us know. And let us how know much how much pay. of your budget you had to sacrifice for that Lil <laughs> Wayne How many trucker did you have to sell off? Listen, I, <laughs> Young Wayne, prepare for change Cause it seems like girl, he don't care the same You had my chain, you bared my name Then we had champagne I've been spinning way too long Checking my tongue in the mirror Yo, Wayne probably asked that man for 250 grand like, Probably so At that point in time, I He was popping, popping Yeah, he's super like, right, listen, you can't tell me shit But I will, I will say like the rise of Lil Wayne and his crossover. I never saw Lil Wayne crossing over. I guess like I thought he peaked pop when he did the Soldier remix with Ti and mm-hmm. Destiny's Child. I was like, okay, this is this is about as big as because all Wayne was doing was rapping. You know, like he was he just the rapper, too. rapper. You know, like he had Go DJ, but like it didn't even feel like a single. You know. He never really had those records that felt like it was gonna cross over. And even when I first heard Lollipop, I was just kind of like. This is not number one record in the country. You know, this wow, is. A, you I didn't. I was so wrong. Wow. I was like big wrong for a long time. Yeah, like no, it had a whole run, and then yeah. like a Millie had a crazy run. I was like, mm-hmm. he dropped a single with no hook in the era of ringtones, yeah. where you had to have a jingle, uh-huh. and it was huge. Yeah. So like, there was just a point where like everything Wayne was doing was hot, and when I look at JID, I see like a very similar hope. That his crossover isn't gonna have to be like, oh, I gotta make a certain kind of record. Is that I can kind of stay true to just being such an excellent rapper that the game will catch on. Yeah, I think he, I think he'll have that because I think that as a performance, like I can't wait to see a show where, for, where he does one fifty one rounds. I feel like people are gonna lose their shit. Up, uh, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Well, one of the best like performances was. 
Jid A3C 2014. This is before Dreamville. And I probably just met him. And I went to, he had a stage outside. Um, there was only a couple of people out there. It wasn't a lot of people. It was like raining. And something happened. Something in the back happened. And he was like irritated. And you could tell. Okay. He came out and he has a record called Proverbs. He rapped Proverbs like the world was ending. And every, like you could just see the skin on everybody's like just peeling. Oh it was it was like a, a very enthralling experience. What, and then he just drops the mic. And like when the mic pops, everyone went crazy. Oh, like shit. it was... It was like, cause if you hear Proverbs, like he's like, he has his super fast flow and he's not missing a single beat, right? He's, he does the whole thing. He gets to the end. He just like drops the mic. Like, Shit. like you could just, all that energy had built up into whatever. And he just like exploded. And I'm telling you, I, at that point I was like, that kid got it. Shit. Like he got it. So now I can't wait to see him perform, you know, with the, like a, a bigger crowd. Cause I don't think I've seen him. I don't think I've seen him with like an audience. Well, I was at the, the JID and Earth Gang show last year. Uh-huh. So that was, that was, that was tight. That was fire. But it was like he, he carries a certain kind of energy. I feel like him and Earth Gang, they're like natural performers. And I think that's going to sell so many people when they get a chance to really, really, really hit the road totally. and connect with fans. Yeah, that shit matters a lot nowadays, man. Oh, it's, it's everything. It's, it's, that, that's really where it's at. Like, you can put out great records, but everyone is rapping. The difference between SoundCloud and Live Nation is, like, whether or not you can really get, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really where it's at. And even for, even, like... Why does that sound like a book title? Hey. From SoundCloud to Live Nation. Written by you. Look. I mean, there are, I mean, I think that would be, that sounds like a Russ book. Look, all I know is a rep from Russ? Live Nation is I mean, going to hit you million up. million dollars last year. Jesus, he did. That sounds like he went from SoundCloud to Live Nation. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know who does his promotion, but shit, like. All I'm saying is a rep from Live Nation is going to find you and be like, don't be comparing <laughs> us to SoundCloud. We always give away money on this podcast. Why right, we be, we be giving away cash <laughs> we money. We give away <laughs> checks on this show. So look, I'm just saying. It's crazy. Um, no, I hope, I hope that's the same thing for him, though. Yeah, I, I see it. I see the vision. Is. <laughs> but I guess in contrast to JID being, because I I think when we talk about JID comparing him to Kendrick, it's a voice thing, it's a cadence thing. For sure. But when I think about like rap flows, pockets, and style, I hear a lot of Wayne, like a lot of little Wayne. You mm. could tell he he grew up on Wayne. He could probably tell you his favorite Wayne tapes. Like you can get into that like deeply. So on the other side of the spectrum, you have a young thug. Who yeah. is also the son of Wayne, who is more Live Nation than SoundCloud. For sure. But yeah. seems to be like in an interesting like career spot. Yeah, I can't I was thinking about that same thing as I'm listening to this to this uh on the run EP. Is, yeah. He's out of jail. Is he still in jail? No, no. He's, he's free, right? No, yeah, he's he's back okay. on the cold tour, I believe. He's doing shows. I believe. Okay. He Don't. managed to escape like a prolonged sentence. Which is good. Okay, that's yeah. good. So he's got a little time to do his thing. But there was definitely a moment where it was like, "Oh shit!" It like, seemed nervous. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. It seemed nervous for a second. Like, damn, right. is he gonna be around? Like, what the fuck? I gotta be on? honest. Anytime someone gets caught with meth, 
I'm worried. <laughs> you have the right to be nervous at that point. Yeah. I can ask questions, dog. Like guns don't really bother me. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. doesn't like, bother me. Even a gun is like that's just what's right. gonna happen. Like, yeah, you got a gun. Okay, okay. okay it's like fine. having a car. All right. right. Okay. <laughs> it's like all right, cool. You have your ID on you. All right. right. <laughs> you fine. left the house with your wallet. With your wallet. Cool. <laughs> I get it. Like, I, I understand. It's crazy out here. Like, cool. But you got meth. That has yeah, to be yeah, made yeah. in the laboratory. Uh, Manufactured. Right. Yeah, no. You can't like, have Heisenberg uh, on you and just like, <laughs> walking around and doing shows. Like, I've, I've seen Breaking Bad five seasons. I was about to say, yeah. That's worrisome. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's worrisome to me. But this isn't a drug podcast. It's a rap podcast. Right, it's a rap podcast. So. But I, just, I just don't know where, like, what is this, what does this EP mean? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about that earlier today um, because I honestly have no idea. It was like on one hand, like slang language came out. And at first we were like disappointed because we thought that was going to be a whole ass album and it ended up just being a label compilation. And he no matter, us. He duped us. He duped us a little bit. And I feel like nobody gets excited over label compilations, even though it's featuring, like, Gunna. Like, nobody, like, that's just, like, our natural reaction to things. Yeah. So then we get this, and somehow it's, like, I'm still not sure what to think about it. It's, like, are we feeling completely sated after hearing six songs by Young Thug? I'm not sure. Like, I, I can't, I can't quite decide, like where this puts him at all. I was reading this interesting uh, piece on Vulture um, by Al Shipley. that was like, is Young Thug having a moment or is this just passing him by? And it's talking about all the sort of weird, um, it basically contextualizes him in the sense that while a lot of his peers from Travis Scott to Migos, are all hanging out with Kardashians and have had multiple like platinum albums and stuff like that. Young Thug has more or less been in a limbo, but also not been in a limbo. Like, yes, he's been in a Camila Cabello record, but then also like shit like this happens with his jail sentence and his management never seems to be quite 100% there, not since Sonar. So it's like, is he ever, I guess the, the question was, is that is he ever going to get as big as like every as everybody else who is who was on like the Welcome to Atlanta remix, I guess besides Rich Homie Kwan, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel just like you. It's it's almost like you know, you know what Thug is cultivated. You know what is branded. You know what the you know the fan base is there. He's feeding us. I mean, there's records on here that I like. I like the Black record. Yeah. Um, I like the Jaden Smith record. Hard. Oh my Super god! Tough. Hard. <laughs> like I was so I, impressed. Yeah, yeah. I thought I I'll be like, honest. Okay. I thought it was gonna be a skip. I was ready. I had my, but then I heard it. I was like, like "Oh, he got me." Yeah. yeah. Him and Jaden got me. I was. Shouts to those guys. Yeah. But I just don't know what like I don't know what this does. This is just another project in the ether. It's like I have a million of these, and it's, this is my one for the moment. It's kind of weird. Um, the question like. How much do you guys revisit old Thug records? Like, do you guys go back to Barter Six? Do you go back to Jeffrey? Do you go back to um, Ten Seventeen Thug? Like, is he an artist who piss out bodies of work pretty consistently that you find yourself going back to, or is he somebody that you kind of like get a taste and 
are always expecting something bigger to come. Because that's one thing I find super interesting about him is he's almost like a restaurant that only sells you appetizers. Like, he always makes mm. you feel like something bigger is coming, but it hasn't came yet. It's almost mm. like, here's a whole, it's like he's giving us products to hold us over. This is going to hold you over. This is going to hold you over. And even the the debut album, Hot Tunes, has never been released, but it's been, been alluded to forever. So I always feel like with Thug, when he does these little releases, that they satisfy people. But because there's always this idea of something bigger out there, you kind of take it, you like it, you don't like it, but you always look forward to when he gives you the one. Oh, that's so interesting to think about, especially if you consider that, like, for example... Jeffrey had so much fanfare going into mm. it, more or less because of the the photo shoot. But then yeah. also, like we learned that there's songs named Wyclef Jean and like Kanye West, and you're just like, where the fuck is he gonna go into this? And also because like he's had so many stylistic changes in between each project, so part of me feels like, part of me wonders whether a debut album is beside the point. But if people, I mean. When you put it that way, it, it kind of makes sense as well. Like, I could see where people are coming from. It's really weird. I remember when Jeffrey dropped, part of the fanfare was that he was going to change his name to Jeffrey from Young Thug. Mm-hmm. And I remember I wrote an article about how he seemed to be cleaning up his image. He seemed to, because this is when he started to really get into, like, high fashion. He started to really get on his skincare. He got his teeth fixed yeah i was like oh, oh yeah when the teeth get fixed you yo, know what time right? oh my god you know what time it was like oh yeah. got the bag fixed the teeth he seemed like he was ready to transition into more of a front front forefront position in like music and i think that's why the like anticipation was so high because we thought it was going to be the young thug that was going to break out and i, and I feel like there's something about him not catching a record that kind of makes these tapes not the big events that we want them to be, because Jeffrey had like heat, but it didn't it didn't spawn a big record, it didn't spawn anything viral, it didn't spawn a moment. So he kind of drops this thing and then moves on to the next thing. Sure, I well, guess the closest he's had to that is like Rich Gang, right? Mm, I thought that Best Friend record had like a moment. That's true. Yeah. That oh, was right. a moment. A stoner. Stoner's a thing. Stoner was oh, a yeah. thing. Danny Glover was a thing. Danny Glover was a thing. Early, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What was the other one? Hookah with Tiger was a thing. Mm-hmm. So was, he, he's kind of like it, but I don't think he he's had that solo record. It even like we could say pick up the phone was a moment about for Thug all, as well. Um, Ti record. Yeah. Oh, all about the money all was the money. that's yeah. Thug song. That's Thug's I don't song. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ti just. Right. right, yeah, yeah. That's no, but that's what that's literally what that song like. Ti did, what, I guess, what he had to do on that song, uh, and I'm not mad at uh, it. Like, I love the record, but like, it's Thug song. It's Young Thug and a fan. Like that's <laughs> like that's please that's, please don't hurt me, Ti. That was a joke. Merk, put it in the dirt. That was that was a joke, man. No, but this is the funny thing about this whole conversation to me is because I think almost everything that both of you just said also applies to Future, but Future feels like a way bigger artist for some reason. Is that is that am I wrong there? Does Future not feel bigger than Thug? Well, because I mean, like I feel like the album sales that he's had has sort of like 
made escalated. his success all the more tangible right. for people. Like, you don't just have back-to-back number one albums. No. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And plus, Future's been chill on the charts since Racks, but really since Turning the Lights. He's always caught a record. He's always caught a record. Future tends to have, like, a Draco or a mask off mm-hmm. or something where it becomes even more tangible because we hear it on the radio and right. we kind of see it. He caught a Drake tape. Like he's been able to have that commercial with share. You know what I'm saying? He's Absolutely. been able, he's had these big moments. So, and that's another thing is like, you gotta have the moments that we can attach to like your success mm-hmm. or else we feel like it hasn't happened it yet. Happen, right. Yeah. And that's one thing. I think that's not necessarily true. Not necessarily, but like even if you think about like the um, super slimy tape with Future and Thug, like there's no moment on there right. that we can be like, oh, this was huge. I go, I go back to that tape. It's way better than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad tape. No, nah, it ain't without. It's any without warning though. Why do you ah. think? Why do you think people responded? Why do you think the response was so lukewarm initially? Then mm, it's kind of like this thing with surprise releases. It's mm-hmm. like you can drop something. But if you don't tend to follow that up with content, it gets put by the wayside. There was never any music videos. There was never any, like, like if we would have got, like, a Thug feature tour, I feel like it would have put a lot more attention on that tape. But it just kind of came and went because there was no effort into having any staying power. I feel like there was a couple records on that they really could have got behind and really pushed and really kind of made into, like, an event. But, like, All the Smoke, I feel like it's a record – um, one more on there. I feel like okay, you guys could have did something with this, but like nah, uh, Pedic Water, crazy. I was I was for that, and it had Offset on it. When Migos was good. well, that's the thing I was gonna say. I wonder would that have worked better if Thug and Future individually had records in the system, quote unquote, at the same time when they put that because mm. it felt like that project was almost like gonna kickstart both of them. I don't know, man. Because I, I think about what a time to be alive and how... Drake is different, though. Drake Drake is different, but just, like, how it was able to give us, like, uh, Jumpman. You know, like, oh, Jumpman yeah, yeah, will yeah. always be, like, that moment for that tape. Jumpman gave us a twi- Taylor Swift Apple commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. What kind of world are we living in when that was possible? That was crazy, right? <laughs> that was, like, it that's did. when you knew there was issues going on something just happened it was like there's the, the the simulation someone hacked it like we were never supposed to go there mm-hmm. but like yeah can you imagine if we would have kind of got something along those lines with thug in a future record you know something that just spotlighted that album a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah i think that's something that continues to happen with thug is the release is the moment but it's never like big enough to to create the idea that this is something huge this is the big thug record yeah and i, I mean i thought the elton john single if that would have been released as a single i still feel like that would have been a moment because it was like a mythical record that no one was like sure years, right? no yeah. one was really sure if it was real or not we got like a picture of him elton elton seemed like he liked young thug kind of <laughs> You know, no. Well, Elton, the funny part about it is Elton started this whole thing. This is all his fault. <laughs> That's all Mr. Rockman's fault. He, when he did that, I forget what the who he did the interview with. It when was noisy. Noisy, right? Yeah. And said that he liked oh. Young Thug, and it was like, holy shit! No, Elton no, God. no, Christina. No, he, he, Tell you know what he said. The interviewer was like, "You like Young Thug? Let's talk about him real quick." And Elton was like, 
Yeah, I like that song. He's <laughs> responding like That's your fucking not. uncle who's like trying to be hip or something. He's like, yeah, I love that song. And no one wants to be provocative anymore. Right, so like, right. All right, all right, all right, man. Cool. If, you, if you say so, If you bro. say so. <laughs> no further questions. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. You're a witness. And then someone made the call, got them together, but... There was no, there was never a snippet. There wasn't like an Instagram video. Right, no one really knew the extent of the record. I think originally they were telling us that it was like Young Thug covered Rocket Man, mm-hmm. which was like a whole other thing. But mm-hmm. then uh, a couple of weeks ago, the song leaked out. Yeah. And it was like a big deal because it was like, holy shit, this is real. And this is what it sounds like. And it sounded amazing. So. I feel like the issue when stuff leaks like that, though, is like you can put on the album, but that initial attention, that initial moment is, is gone now. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. He's Where, in such an interesting place just because, like, we talk about him not having these moments, and yet, stylistically, I feel like I hear him everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if you, if you, when you think back to when you listened to Stoner in, like, 2013, I have the most clear memory of it because I was sitting in um, Metro Boomin's manager's car. Like I had just interviewed Metro Boomin for MySpace. This is how old the interview was. Mm. And so it was 2005. I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Metro Boomin was just born. <laughs> he was brand new <laughs> and he had an NPC and the kid was talented. <laughs> Fucking prodigy. So I'm like in the car, like I, I guess I was being driven back to my car and there was a R&B singer in the car with us and Stoner came on and she just started laughing and I was just like, well, what's so funny or whatever. And she's like, this guy sounds like ridiculous and is out of here. And like, like we chuckle at first, but then like I said this aloud, I was like, you know, that makes him stand out though, because he caught your attention out of all these songs that, I don't know, like DJ Scream is playing or something mm-hmm. like that, this caught your attention. Right. And I felt like that was going to take him far. If you listen to Stoner like now, I feel like it sounds quaint by comparison. It's oh, like, yeah, to, compared to what he's on now? Yeah. Oh, nice. But not only that, but just the fact that, like, everybody is on that same shit. Like, Jaden Smith is taking after Young Thug. Oh, Gunna yeah. is taking after Young Thug. Who isn't taking after Young Thug at this point? I mean, once you have kids, I mean, that solidifies something for you. Mm-hmm. Like, as a rapper, you don't really... Like, you can have the sales and all that other kind of shit, but, like, until you have, like, children... Until you birth, That's a good point. Until you birth children, you can't really be solidified in any type of real legacy until people can see like what you did to the game i like that i agree and i feel like every rapper i can't name you i feel like all the greats this all would apply to like in somebody's wheelhouse whether it's underground rappers who are legends or big commercial mainstream rappers that are legends like they have kids somewhere and you can pretty much identify them when you hear them like oh okay that's where you got that from that's where you got that from so off the record, you have to tell us what R and B singer this was, because now like I want to know. Here's the thing, I don't remember. You don't remember? You know, oh, I was gonna man. ask that same question. Was but like, part of me was like, she's not saying not out of like protecting the innocent. Oh, she's not saying nah, because she has no idea who that <laughs> was in that car. Yeah. 
That, I thought like I thought, I thought it was somebody. I really thought I was like, no, yeah, I, I thought that same cool. exact thing too. Like, who is this in the car? With it's like Monica, right. <laughs> Monica, <laughs> Christina, and Metro. Boys. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how that looks. I was like, you I protect, like you protected <laughs> her, and I got it. I was like, I respect it because I was like, I'm pretty sure this woman probably sounds like Young Thug right now. She's probably oh, making absolutely. records, she has a song singing in exactly. auto tune. Yeah. Almost gargling. Wouldn't that be some shit? That's like a dope yeah. black mirror Doubt. episode, right? Where you like, <laughs> where you laugh at something or you mock something, and right. then like ten years later you start doing it, you start to it, and then like a screen just flash, like like remember this, like you fucking hypocrite, <laughs> like and it just makes you know all the hypocritical hypocritical shit you said throughout your life. Like Daniel that would Kaluuya be, just started crying. Yo, yo, that yo that would, but that's some shit that, that would keep people in check. That's like, the bag right there. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, because yeah, can yeah. you imagine if it's like. A social media thing where if you tweeted something that you disagree with years yes. later, <laughs> it pops back and like it comes to the top of your page. It's like a reminder. It's your pin tweet, like, right. yeah, like here now. Like never forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this happens. You like, hate it, little Wayne. Right. And now you playing lollipop. Like mm-hmm. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. came over to the dark side, like, didn't yo. you? Yeah, I like that. That would be the worst oh, ever. Man, you know how annoying that shit would be. Because it's, it's almost like it's almost like when they find your old tweets of you talking shit Absolutely, about somebody. Yeah, it's only yeah. that, but if your tweets find you, yeah, uh, you your would find you like your life finds you. Like, would hey, hate everything. Hey, everything. Right. Like, you can't escape you. Mm-hmm. You can't escape you. Ooh, ooh. That's the episode <laughs> title. That's the episode title. That's the episode title. You can't escape you. Ooh, man. That's some scary Someone shit nowadays. That's some real 2018 shit. Oh my god! You, you know how shook people look, would be if we're gonna like, we're gonna shut down the podcast now. I think we're wow. not gonna start right this Black <laughs> Mirror episode. All of this Black Mirror shit. Like. I, I hate to break the news to you, but do you, do either of you have the Gmail update? It's like if you, Gmail's gonna update in a couple weeks, and it has this really annoying feature to where like if you don't, if like no one responds to an email within five days, it gets sent to the top of your inbox. And it was like replied three days ago. Like one oh, right hold back, up. so it actually does that for you. And I'm like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I don't know. This conversation ended for a reason. <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah. No, wait. Now it's over. Wait. Yeah, okay. Like, In yeah. those cases, so Gmail stalks you with people you're ignoring. Gmail Correct. has an algorithm. Now. Or it just the, the conversation just naturally. Yeah, ended. it ended, but it reminds you, like, hey, you sure you was done? It, it happens with us sometimes. Like one at one point, I had the update, and then for whatever reason, Gmail reverted back, and then it's like, all right, I'm gonna update in a week, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But I remember one time, like Mike sent over like an episode, and then like we uploaded it obviously, and then five days later, it was like, or like written five days ago, want to reply, and I'm like, what the fuck, you? Like get you know out of here. Is the fed? <laughs> I won't even cap. I kind of need that feature, like. Six or seven weeks ago, I think well, you should w- opt in. Yeah, no, I was gonna say there's times in. it would be helpful, and there's times I would feel like it the fuck out my face. So right. I can understand where like the usefulness might come in. In that sense, it's like you should set a reminder after you set like send the email or Facts. something like that, as opposed to like Gmail being in your face. Because mm. nah, I had missed. Uh, I think I told you I missed the email for the Joe Budden story for the New York Times. Mm. Completely missed it where they wanted me to be quoted for it. The story. Oh. And completely missed the email, Damn. right? Lowry. So I remember I'm reading the story. I was like, oh, this is a good story. Check my email. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, we want to reach out and get quotes for this Joe Budden story. And I like lost. I was, I was I started throwing things. I was hot. <laughs> and now. 
Northstern of hip hop. Yes. It, and man. now I had to hear from you that Gmail is stalking people, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it, was it wasn't there for me. You want to stalk everybody? It wasn't there for me. I would have defended that man. feature if it was there. <laughs> I'd be like, Kristen, you never know what you might miss. Right. But no, but no, no they left me hanging. Mm-hmm. No, that's all. That's just my little tangent because I'm, I'm a, still because I'm still mad. This is now a tech hop podcast, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There's definitely a white guy somewhere in the, like a big office building that said Stop tech hop it. and like somebody did that. That happened somewhere. In at, at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tech hop. If Spotify has a tech hop section for that podcast, I swear. What's gonna happen? <laughs> I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I'm just gonna quit. I'm what, just what, gonna what quit. What music do you think techno like a lot of Lupe fiasco? No. Okay, nah. Like what is the what if you were to, like what would be tech hop? Uh, I don't know. Hobson. Whatever goes well with blockchain. Hobson? I don't know. Hopson. Okay. Um, um, I don't know why I equate tech hop and hot topic as like why <laughs> <laughs> in the same category of interest. You thought of tech nine. Tech nine would definitely should be a tech hop. Mm-hmm. I feel like they probably play a lot of DMX in there too. Right. Like for like people for, code to that shit. I think I think I can imagine somebody somewhere needing to be like up all night and just be hyped up like typing their ass off with smoke coming off their fingers and wow like, you realize that more s- keyboards would just be like thrown like smashes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, like out the windows out the conference room door just like, like a pile smash. of keyboards on the floor where the backspace doesn't work see that sounds like office space to me that's very yeah that is very office space we're now completely off the rails yeah, we are <laughs> way I love it we just went so far into the deep okay, water hold on <laughs> we went let's, so far into the deep let's water let's reverse let's get back <laughs> now, on land and now we gotta swim back to shore and that boat. I was like man I don't have no transition to take <laughs> us from, from DMX and office space back to Young Thug There's no way there was just like no metal I was like does Young Thug like dogs it's like oh no there's no way to <laughs> like, get back to you. There's no dog. way. I was like, we might as well just leave it. <laughs> We've gone this far, right? I do what I want and shout it can't. I do what I feel and shout it can't. I'm digging, I digging, shout it lane. And all of the bitches say they dig that. From Maine, way to Spain. All I got is some chicken for the thoughts. I take on like a plane. I'm gonna be. Like a rocket man. Yeah, like a rocket man. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, I was really about to sidetrack to a whole other story. <laughs> but I'm gonna stop myself now. Oh man. Um, but honestly, what do you guys think the best move is for Young Thug? Or do you think he's content with like kind of doing these, like I said, I call them teaser releases, where they're good, they satisfy some type of craving to hear Thug and all his greatness. But it's not the album. It's not the big project. It's not, you know, hit singles. Do you think he wants more? Or is he content kind of just feeding his core and touring with J. Cole? I don't know. Like, I think the one thing I want from him, like, above, like, a quote-unquote album, because I'm I'm still not 100% sure whether that means a whole lot to me anymore. Mm. But I I do kind of feel myself yearning for um, something more of like a stylistic pivot. I feel like there was a momentum that he was building up between Stoner and then like Barter Six. Um, 
you know, Rich Gang and then Beautiful Thugger Girls, where I thought it was just like really interesting. There wasn't like you didn't know what to expect from the dude. And then I feel like with this EP, it's nice, but definitely the left field moment is the Elton John record that we thought like didn't exist. Right. I think a lot of my elation and the reason why I want to hear it is because like it's like just because it's it exists and it's like real. Mm. Um not to say that it isn't great because it is and it just makes me cry and I'm sorry but we're getting married now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> news flash Mike <laughs> and the wedding planning has begun so stop asking. News anyway. flash um, Mike get anyway, up on it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's still more that he could do cuz I feel like we've seen so much interesting things happen to him. And then maybe just let that big moment like come to him, I guess. I feel like I'd be fine with that. Because at the same time, we never could have predicted that Bad and Bougie was going to go viral. That's right. very true. You know I, mean, what I mean, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you that I feel like if he wanted to really press the issue of trying to have that big mainstream moment, he probably would have made more effort to do so. The way he does these drops and the way his records sound, and to me, you know, just even stylistically like he can do all the high fashion thing and play over there but musically i feel like he's perfectly okay just talking to who he's talking to and at some point he probably will catch that one because if you keep making music and you're good at it you're gonna catch one at some point got to i just like he has to i just don't i don't know what it's gonna be i don't know what it's gonna sound like but at some point he'll catch that one and it'll be that moment that we pretty much all saw the potential for a long time ago I just kind of wonder if his high volume of recording is a negative in the sense that you make so much music and you're picking different records, but you tend to like, so much doesn't come out. So much doesn't have a chance to come out. Like you could always be sitting on the one, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I have no idea the process of picking the thug records that come out. Like, how do you mm-hmm. even That's decide with how much he records and how do you narrow down? How do you clear out the sound? Because remember back when um, Rich Homie Kwan and him, like, had 150 songs leak? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of records. It's like a shit ton of music. And he kind of, he has all these snippets going around. If you look at some of the threads that his fans will tweet him, like, no, when is this dropping? When is this dropping? When is this dropping? So it seems like with Future, his high volume is, I'm going to release 20 song albums. And I'm gonna keep it consistently coming out. So uh-huh. you get a Hendrix, you get a Future, you get a um, a Superfly, you get a Super Slimy Future. Constantly pits out, but he does it in high volumes. Where Thug is like, oh, I'll give you six songs, I'll give you seven songs, I'll give you thirteen songs, and he'll spread them out. And I don't know if it's just like I want to see if he upped the output, if he gave us something large, how that would make us feel. Like if he overfed us, I'd be interested in kind of seeing like a twenty-two record young thug album mm. yeah i know no one was like asking for that but me but i would love to see <laughs> i would love to see what that looks like you're going back to like mixtape volume yeah i would love i think i think thug's a mixtape rapper i think he is at heart a mixtape artist like i understand the concept of an album but i think we're out of that i don't think that's really necessary i think this is probably like the best time if you're gonna be a mixtape artist go 110 percent in that direction and just overfeed I mean, I don't think he can hurt him at this point. Nah, I can't. You know, I mean, whether or not any of those ones end up being the ones 
or I mean, I don't even know what the process is of promoting a Young Thug record. Like, never mind picking the records, but like That's once it true. once it comes out, then what? Because That's I don't, true. I've never really seen a significant type of rollout or any type of push to like put him in a certain space. It's kind of like the music just comes out like a helium balloon and like floats away and people look at it like, oh, I like that. And then- No, 100%. That was I don't know what, what happens after the Slime language out. is funny. One, because he sent everyone snakes. Like I did hear about that. All the different media what got snakes. Like, like, like a snake snake like, in that like tank. A, yeah. Like Double XL received a snake. Did you receive Audio Mac has one. I need to see. I need to see how he's doing. Um, I haven't asked about him in a while, but yeah, like he gave them real snakes. So part of the excitement for the album was like it felt like Thug was having a rollout. Like okay, you're doing you're doing interesting things with media. You didn't do no press, but you kind of got our attention because they were talking about oh Thug sent this. And he's talking about a new album. So it mm. felt like something. But like even like on the run, there was nothing uh, I think significant enough to make us feel like this is a big thing. So it's weird. He doesn't really have a lot of build up when it comes to releases. Or when he does, it's like really big build up and then no follow through. Right. And I feel like if he has some more follow through, then maybe we'll be like having a different conversation. Mm. I don't know, man. Mm. Maybe that's why he called shit slime flu. Because it's like you get like three or four strong days of like what? <laughs> being sick and then you get better and then you just go about your life. You say you just call that shit like you've been, you've said this before in conversation. Yo, I just like, thought about right, it right now. Did you just have that epiphany? Yeah, I just thought about it. It didn't about feel about like that. that. It felt very thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like you said this in the office like three weeks ago. Yeah, like, like no. So you. we caught it again. Someone yeah. else got slime flu. <laughs> Someone else got slime flu. Like, that like, would be... Is, Insane if Thug considered himself like a small like virus. I'm a small virus. Right. I'm gonna fuck with you for like a couple of days. You're gonna be like, damn, what? The, I'm hooked to this shit. What the hell is going on? It's like on? when a baby sneezes in your face, <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're gonna be sick, but the baby's adorable. <laughs> it's like, oh. So it's just like, okay, this funny knows. I'm just gonna accept it. I'm gonna eat this yeah. By Thursday, I'm gonna be laid up somewhere. Oh my god. Next time Thug drops, I'm getting chicken noodle soup. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because. Like bourbon and chicken noodle soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yourself a hot toddy and just <laughs> put on some thick socks and just lay back. You never, know, you never, you never know how that shit might treat you. I mean, I generally I say I enjoy this project. I just, like I said, I, the reason I asked that question to begin with is because I just don't know what that means. When you like a Young Thug project or when you hear some songs that are cool, I just don't know what it means. That's an excellent question. And I don't know if it necessarily has to mean anything. Maybe that's like a real um, executive type question that for a fan doesn't really matter. It's just do I like these songs or not, which I understand that part too. Mm-hmm. But just in thinking about his career overall and what it's been since Danny Glover and 1017 Thug and all of these joints, like, I just don't know what they mean anymore. Like, when Drake comes out, you know what it means. When Migos comes out, you know what it means. Like I said, even with Future to a certain extent, even though he has a lot of projects, you just yeah. know what it means. This is going to be, there's something on here that's going to be Future season. Yeah, 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 Thug, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thug doesn't really have a season. There's it's no like, season, right. It's just, I put out this project, you're going to like some of these songs, and then we just keep it pushing. He's going to, like, I feel like people are going to make great playlists of the best of Young Thug. In a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's going to be a great for a playlist. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they bring back greatest hits and just make them full of songs. I mean, yeah, so many projects. That could have been great hits. His greatest hits could be 
40, 50 records. That's what I'm like, saying. I think he's going to be wonderful for playlists in like five years. But I don't know if that's like something you want to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, nowadays shit is so different right. with how artists present the music, how we consume it, how, mm-hmm. you know, the whole universe of music is just different. So completely different. Yeah, he seems like out of place, but somehow yet on the pulse. At the same time. It's a weird it's so thing. Weird. That's why I like trying to like talk about Thug is almost like talking about an anomaly. Because I feel like he's the only person in his position who can be like on tour with J. Cole, dropping these like little EPs, and we still kinda question like what exactly does this mean? Like obviously he's doing arenas now. Yeah. So it's like I wonder how many fans he's catching. How many, how many people are coming to those shows and doesn't know who Young Thug is? Well, at the show, he got, well, now granted, this is Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's I got to yeah, it's, it's a little different. But okay. I mean, he got a good reaction when he came out. Yeah. It wasn't tepid in there at all. Yeah. Like I said, this is Atlanta. But it's also a J. Cole show. Yeah. In Duluth. Yeah. J. Cole fans come with good energy. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. They're very receptive of people. So I can see it. I don't know, but I would love to catch a, like an out of state show, and kind of see how they receive the yeah yeah because yeah, I mean it's like it's a great opportunity, and I kind of look at it as we look at Travis Scott's moment right now. Uh-huh. But you gotta remember he toured with Kendrick before this album. He was on the road in front of like a lot of people and was able to win a lot of people over. He also toured with Rihanna. So I also feel like there's something about touring with big acts can lead up to your next big moment. Cause it wasn't like Travis caught like a big hit, but it was just like he had the momentum, he had a strong album, and he was able to like hit it at the right time. Mm. So I would say what Thug does after this J. Cole tour is going to be pretty important. It's going to be critical. Right. We'll see. We'll see. He's like the Riddler of rap. Oh my God. Whoa, like, he should be in the Batman outside. remake. Oh yeah, they could definitely put. The, I would definitely pay money Can. to see Thug in a Batman movie. Like that shit would be ill. Let's like talk. if he wore the uh, Jim Carrey jumpsuit mm-hmm. from like yeah, y'all know what I'm can, talking about. I can about. see it. Yeah, already. It's, it's, it's very it's clear. I'm down for the whole. Just don't put. Just don't let it be Affleck. Just find another Batman. But I'm all for Thug. <laughs> who's the? Who's the? Is this? Is there a Batman? This new Joker movie that's about to come out? Because I keep seeing. There's clips. a Joker movie. It's gonna be a series. Oh, it's a series. It's a, it's a with. Uh, oh, I don't know. I keep seeing these pictures of this Joker around the internet. Jaquan, Jaquan Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Jaquin. Jaquin Phoenix. Jaquin. 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 Why are you doing this to me? Yo, it does sound like a living single character. Somebody got to put that in a reboot. I think they're doing a living single reboot. So you could just you could just put it on a shirt. Yeah, 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 or a different yeah. world font and just go around wearing it. I'm not even alive right now, bro. That killed me. <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> You can just see you living across from Khadijah. Yeah, like yeah, you're coming over to hang out. Oh, awesome. I'm so sorry, Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this has been like one of the most focused off the rail, like <laughs> totally like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just realized something that we haven't even introduced ourselves, which is pretty good. I like that was a long, cold open. Like that was a very long, cold open. If you made it this far, if you made it this far, you pretty much know who you're listening to at this point. So we shouldn't even have to go through all of that. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be good. Uh, Any last thoughts? 
I'm still stuck on the living single character. Like I'm, I'm playing. Got the whole reboot in my head right now. Where would they live at? Atlanta. I would love living single Atlanta. Living single Atlanta. Khadija is still like a a magazine writer covering Magic City. Mm. Like, come on, they need to make this happen. Mm. Can we do that? I don't see why not. Can we just write it? Because I feel like by this time, like I'm not waiting on Hollywood no more. We got all these ideas. We'll do like a living single Black Mirror crossover and really get paid <laughs> and really get money. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get money. Let's get these bags. I want Daniel Kaluuya in a cozy ass sweater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mock neck. Yeah, yeah. We all know the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So look, <laughs> I feel like you can only win if Daniel Kaluuya is in a mock neck. Like the only option. For you at that point is to win. Like that's all. How can you lose? How can you lose when Daniel Kaluuya is in the mock neck? Come on, man, stop playing with me. Someone give us some money. That's all. <laughs> Just a couple dollars. That's we'll my figure sign it out. Off. You get it back and some more shit. I love money.